Welcome to the Guthrie America podcast. We sit down with the amazing people who do life in our community because we believe every story should be told. I'm your host, Hetty Coleman. Today, I am sitting down with Jace Dunnigan. Before we jump into this conversation, would you please, please go ahead and subscribe to YouTube, Instagram, all the goodness. Jace, what's your, what's your, let's go ahead and get your social stuff out there. Where, where can people find you at that may not know where to find you? Um, Facebook is just Dunnigan Dash Farms, Dunnigan Hyphen Farms. Instagram is Dunnigan underscore Farms. TikTok is just at Dunnigan Farms. Um, YouTube is at Dunnigan Dash Farms. Uh, I think that's it. Gotcha. Yep. TikTok, you all on TikTok? Yeah. What what is uh that experience? I know the the wife tell the wife's name Heather you, Dunnigan. Heather Dunnigan, Jace's uh, better half. Much is that is that much, how we can say that right better. now? Oh, much yeah. better half. Oh yeah. Um, um, is the marketing guru behind Dunnigan Farms, and we'll get more into Dunnigan Farms uh, a little bit later. But uh, what do you know based on just maybe kind of observing TikTok? Uh, has been what for you all? TikTok is uh, it's great. It's trending. Um, it it definitely hits a lower lower uh, audience and age, a younger okay. audience. Um, and the stuff that they like is much different than the stuff that I like, which is much different than the stuff my grandma likes. And so, if you got money and you eat, you're our customer. Yeah. And so then we have to spend our time and our thoughts uh, of a way to to target market, you know, each each person that eats and. Uh, so TikTok is great for that. Um, a lot of the stuff that they that, that trends on TikTok isn't really uh, a product you buy. It's more an experience that you get to share. Yeah. And people find either either joy or hope or uh, utter embarrassment in your experience, all of which are good. Well, all of which uh, is good. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's really no, none of it's bad. Yeah, I mean, and that's the when you can control what you post. It can it can be bad. It can be embarrassing. But yeah. it kind of kind of leads. Cre- uh, Credence to the fact that the no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, yeah. If you're willing sure. to put it out there and you uh, you can relate somehow with somebody, then uh, a relationship's going to be fostered and uh, maybe a, a sale will be made at some point in the future. Yeah. And if not, you still make friends. Now, do you all uh, do you all like adjust what you share on TikTok versus Instagram, or yeah. do you all kind of just repurpose no. it all? No. Um, I'd say that there's some stuff that's shared on TikTok and IG that's not shared on Facebook and definitely a bunch of stuff that's shared on those three platforms that's not on YouTube. Gotcha. So um, it's best to follow you all on all of them to get the sure. the bit yeah, yeah. 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 And it's not it's not necessarily designed that way. It's just that each platform has its own purpose mm-hmm. the way we see it. The way yeah. that my, my marketing director wife sees it. <laughs> Who has no schooling in marketing, by the way. Who has no schooling, but learning on the fly, which yep. you have learned that that has actually been probably better than going and getting the education. So from a lot of people that we talk to that ask us, ask her how she does it, and then she just throws her hands up. She's like, I, I ain't got no idea. The grace of God is how I do it. Uh, being steady, being consistent. You know, and a lot of these people are like, well, we're taught to do this and taught to do this, taught to do this. And like, we do some of this, we do some of that, we do none of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of the the – recipe that works for us for sure for sure um you're from Guthrie America that's right tell me a little bit of your story born and raised in the exact same house I moved one time and that's when I moved out of my parents house um up there on Hill Edition in Hill Edition on North Broad Street and right there by the high school 
So from there, the 18 years of my childhood, that was the center. There was really nothing off limits. See, I'm old enough to go back to being, you know, nine and ten years old, eight, nine and ten years old, and riding my bicycle from there up to the temple around town, um, to the west side, to Mineral Wells Park, to Highland Park, uh, rollerblading, skateboarding. Um, There's nothing that was really off limits. And uh, so I spent hours and hours and hours and hours all over everything, everywhere here in Guthrie. Um, and mark it up to one of the best childhoods anybody could have ever experienced. Yeah. Uh, as far as the hometown feel, um, it wasn't like your super duper small hometown. But at that point, and if you make yourself known, and as kids we did, um, everybody knows you. So as long as you're in town, you're at home. Yeah. And and that's kind of the Guthrie has a, a very addictive um, quality about it, especially to visitors. Um, and if you're lucky enough, uh, that'll never leave even once you once you live here. Like it's kind of always been that way to me. Um, growing up here, uh, I always wanted to go downtown. Wanted to be at the football games, at the baseball games. Um, you know, and ultimately, when I was old enough to start making some of my own decisions, not to bring it in that's good, I tried to be. Yeah. And uh, of course, you learn a lot in those times of adolescence and but but Guthrie never betrayed me you know what I'm saying I betrayed it a few times I shouldn't have but it's still the same today as it was you know 30 years ago yeah and a lot of a lot of the older people that weren't old when I was little running around I mean they's older than me but they're getting up there now yeah. like, man are you still around uh they say you know it hadn't changed any you know since the 50s or 40s a lot of them remember it back then it's the same to them today in 2022 as it was in 1940. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. You know, it says something to not get washed out in today's society, uh, for a town not to get washed out and just repurposed, replaced, like so many towns do, so many yeah. cities do. They, they started as something great, and they're going to continue, but they ain't going to continue what they started. They're going to continue as a manifest of a uh, new idea of somebody who had better, bigger plans than taking what already existed and making better. Yeah, that's good. So, when you were growing up, you they hadn't changed the neighborhood schools. Nope. And so you had the opportunity to hit up every school, but Charter Oak. But Charter Oak. Yeah. Charter. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't there yet. And you didn't get to hit Banner either. You're not quite that old. No. Um. No. But, I mean, we knew what Banner was. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because it was still the the structure of it was still there. Was still there. Yep. And there was a, it was an administrative building. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. they did some administrative work there. Okay. Um, Before they moved over to Old Violet. Right. Got you. And, gotcha. uh, and so it still existed within the school system. Yeah. But like my parents, uh, they knew what Banner was. For sure. Well, your parents yeah. went to Banner, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I went to Banner and maybe, uh, well, at that time, I think it was only pre K and kindergarten. I then, think you're right. Yeah. Whenever I, I went there. And so, pre K and kindergarten and then. First grade, first grade was at second, Central. Third. Yep. Second and third was at Cotterill yep. for you? No, uh, second, first, pre-K, or kindergarten and first grade was at Cotterill for me. Second grade was at Central. Third grade was at Fogarty. And guess was kind of new, but fourth, fifth, and sixth was that guess for me. 
Got you. So did you hit fourth, fifth, and sixth? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I may have been the this maybe the second class that got you went all the way through the three grade three grades. Okay. I can remember it being built. I mean, I was playing those dirt piles when uh-huh. I was still middle school. Okay. Rent my bicycle. Oh, because you lived up that way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I lived up there. Yeah. Um. Because you got to experience. Do you, Do you remember like the excitement around being like, oh, we're gonna be able to get into middle school. Or was that even a big no, deal? Um, I really don't. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just one of them deals are building a new school. Mm-hmm. Like my cousins, they, I think, got to be in the new school. Okay. And so it was something to them. But it, you know, it's one of them deals. Uh, by the time you got there, you was like, by the time I got there, it was just a school. Yeah. Um, I knew it was a lot newer than Fogarty, you know, coming out of third grade Fogarty back in, that was in 95, 94. Um, it was hot. I remember it was hot. And uh, I guess it's not hot. Yeah. It was perfectly climate controlled. <laughs> like we show up first day of school. I'm like, I'm cold. What is, it's, what is this? It's August. <laughs> I'm cold inside. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, but, uh, and just to watch how it's grown, you know, since then. You know, what's it? It's two grades, I guess, now? Yeah. Fifth yeah, and sixth. Four, yeah, fifth and sixth. Yeah. And uh, then the neighborhood schools for kindergarten through fourth yeah. which is weird like i mean anybody that doesn't get to experience you know cotterill and then central and then fogarty i don't know it just seems so weird yeah that's yeah. so true yeah so whenever i sit down and talk very few people that i've gotten to sit down and talk with so far has not did not get to go to neighborhood schools like, yeah because yeah it just recently happened but to think about not being able to experience all of the schools yeah. is it's kind of wild to me However, I didn't get to experience Guess or Charter Oak. Right. And so now they now they have a whole completely different experience. So it'd be cool to be able to talk to people yeah. at some point about that. And then it will be nice. Yeah. Uh, and I think I got some nieces, nephews, and a bunch of kids that are in the neighborhood schools. Seems good. I yeah. mean, I think I think there's a lot of a lot of coolness to the the uh, broadness of the age groups. So like where my kids go to school, it's K through twelve. Okay. There's 280 kids total K through 12, yes. something like that, right? That's one class. So like one one <laughs> class. Um, but it's it, one class it, here. It's pretty cool. Um, but I think it's just population growth. You can't do that. But I think it's good for it's good for the kindergarten and first graders to see the fourth graders. Yeah. You know, and watch them have the opportunities to act right or act otherwise. And uh, I think it helps the development of the kids. For sure. Versus just them being with their own group their yeah. whole school year. What, um, thinking of, go, just continue to talk about schools a little bit, what, what are some teachers that stood out to you? Maybe you can uh, name drop different schools if you can go back that far. Like I can name every single one of them. You can name oh, yeah. every single one of your teachers? Oh, or, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm putting Even, you on the spot. Go ahead. So uh, I had Miss Reed in first grade. Here, here's the thing. Um, when you're going through them, if you want to highlight something specific about yeah. them that you remember, you go ahead. Yeah, Miss Reed was my teacher in first grade. Um, she was. Your phone is ringing, sir. Yeah, yeah. Pause. <laughs> um, oh, no, she was cool. Um, nothing really stood out. My second grade teacher, um, Miss Clark, Judy Clark. Um, she has a little girl named JC now. Well, I say little girl. Shoot, she's thirty almost. Thirty, right? Probably right at thirty. Maybe a little older. Um, anyway, my name's Jace. Her name is JC. She missed half of 
what did I say half? She missed six, seven weeks of my second grade year so she could go have this little kid. Uh, anyway, she named her JC, and so I thought that was cool. That her, is cool. JC's oldest or older brothers, um, Jed, Jacob, and Jared, are all cool, cool people. Um, I still see Jared quite a bit. Uh, always looked up to him growing up, just probably because we went to church together and his mom was my teacher. Okay. Like that was her oldest kid, and so he was kind of a sports star and older person to look up to. Um, so that was second grade. Third grade was Miss Simrad. She was cool. She really embarrassed me one day. Um, I was I was doing this pre-algebra deal on this little stupid tablet that was not pre-algebra at all, but it was called pre-algebra. I'm like, Miss Simrad, I can do pre-algebra. She's like, <laughs> so she, she starts writing this stuff down. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, it's on this deal. And she's like, well, let me do you some pre-algebra. She writes this equation down. I'm like, I can't answer that. She's like, then you can't do pre-algebra. <laughs> like, she was very straightforward. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I can. She's like, then solve that. And I'm like, I can't solve that. You know. So she kind of put into a little bit of perspective um, the differences of opinions of what something may be and what it actually is and getting put on the spot. I also remember... Miss Simrad, I hope you're listening. Her name, first name's Denise, I think. I wrote this story about the king of the jungle. And uh, obviously a lion, right? Uh-huh. And in the story, I did not have the word lion anywhere. <laughs> and I did not get an A. Because you didn't have Because I did not have the word lion, but I drew these pictures of this lion. Okay. It, wait, so you didn't mention lion, I didn't but you mention drew it. pictures. I drew pictures of a lion. But she's like, Jace, you have to... The the plot is about the king of the jungle. The king of the jungle is what? What's a lion? There's a picture. But that word lion is not in your story. You refer to the king. So um, I'll never forget that. Fourth grade was Miss Young, uh, Judy Young, um, absolute saint of a lady. Also had an older boy named Luke. And uh, he played football when I was little. So you can see Luke on the football field, my teacher's son. Fifth grade is Miss Slater, Miss um, Jenkinson's now Miss Jenkinson now, uh, and we started switching classes. So Miss in fifth grade we went from Miss Slater to Miss Bradley. I think back and forth. Y'all were just switching the two two classes, two teachers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, sixth uh, grade. The fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay. So fifth sixth grade we went to four four teachers, which was uh my sixth grade teacher. Sixth grade we went to four teachers was Miss Lindsay and Miss uh, Wagner and Miss Davison. And well, I'm pulling a blank. It'll come to me. So we switched. Miss Davidson, the principal now? No, different Miss Davidson. I would say different Miss Davidson. I'm not sure. She could be a principal now. I don't know. Her first name? No, she got a son named Chase, though, that I grew up with. Susan? Susan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan Davidson. Yeah, 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 that's her. Mm -hmm. So me and Chase, her son, he's a year younger than me. We grew up together. Didn't do a whole lot of rowdy things with him. Uh, we did get in an accident one time. He rear-ended me. But I stopped way too fast. I was like, I'm going to make you hit me. Bam, he hit oh me. I'm like, goodness. oh, my goodness. That was stupid. That was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, doing dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, yep, her and her, her husband, um, they kind of they kind of still play a role in my life in a way that they probably don't even understand. Oh, wow. Um, they, uh. Her husband ranches and, and has been through some tough times 
in the ranch and in the ground and the raising cattle and having the ground to raise cattle and fighting people with money that don't want to raise uh, livestock. And so it's tough. And watching him go through it and persevere and, and be on this side of it is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like you can you can beat it if you have hard work and, and effort and patience. Um, yeah, and then, and then seventh grade started just – at the junior high, which I'm surprised that building's still standing. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that building's still standing. I am too. Yeah. It's going to be sad when it's not. I know. But I, I think they're trying to give it as much life as possible. I've right? heard it's got some issues. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, anything well, it, that it, old. It had issues then. No, you're right. You're right. Anything that old. Uh, and the problem is it costs so much money and you have to do it in such a short amount of time. Yes. You know yeah, yeah, flip it pretty quick. Um, and so that's because where would you send them? Exactly. Where? I mean, Nowhere. Yeah, the temple. Hell, hold, hold school at the temple for you. <laughs> I mean, you could. Uh, and the, the, I, I wouldn't suggest that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what it's too historic and nostalgic to do away with. Yeah. Um. No, I I like seventh and eighth grade. When I started playing school sports, oh, what sports did you play? Played uh, baseball, football, and played some golf uh, in junior high. As a matter of fact, uh, basically just baseball and football in high school. Um, had a really good baseball team. Um, started the season was the two thousand two two thousand three. I don't remember what year it was. Um, I think it, I think it was O two. We won the state championship of football twenty years ago, like last oh, yeah. week. Yeah, I think it was twenty twenty three. Yeah. Um, and then played baseball. And a lot of the guys that I played ball with went on to play ball in college. And I was too stubborn to even want to go to college. So like, we're going to go to college and play baseball. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go to work and make money. And. Uh, <laughs> So I got a really big head. I got a really big head start on them, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when you put it side to side now, there's no difference. Yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, a lot of them, uh, their bodies aren't near as beat up as mine because they went and learned how to do something instead yeah. of just going and doing something. <laughs> now, when you went to do something, was it? For, we'll get to it. But is it, was it farming? No, I went to. I went to be a welder. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay. So I welded for for about seventeen, seventeen and a half years. Started in industrial work and then went into contract welding, oil and gas industry. Uh, did, did some service gas work, uh, utility work for Oklahoma Natural. Well, a company that did work for Oklahoma Natural. Um, welding on live gas lines and stuff, which was cool. It just got boring. Uh, went back to the oil field, basically. Pipeline and, and building drilling rigs and working on that stuff. And, and did that until we figured out how to make a living selling meat. Gotcha. Um, so in those 17 years, I probably worked about 25 or 26 years worth of hours. Um, you know, there was there was more 80 hour weeks than there was 50 hour weeks, yeah. and hardly ever a 40 hour week. Yeah, um, and a lot of 100 hour weeks. Gotcha. And uh, so it you just get burned out, you know. But with the, there's an end goal in sight, and which really kind of facilitated itself about 2016 and 17. It's like this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna figure out how to. And we're going to be patient, and we're going to pray about it, and we're going to work work hard towards that goal. Yeah. And uh, you know, so the last four years of it was strictly a means to an end. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it, it got us here. Yeah. And so, hallelujah, you know, tired, kind of, I'm so burning on, on welding, building yeah. anything out of metal, it's not even funny, but um, it, it got us here. So, got to be, got to be thankful for, for all of it. For sure. Um, so, go through school, Guthrie, bike riding, uh, high school, I know in high school, for me, oftentimes, the weekends consisted of uh, cruising up and down division, oh, yeah. circling it. 2000, you were in high school in what, 2000, 2001, 2002? Graduated yeah. in 04. Graduated in 04. Were y'all cruising then? Like, what what did your weekends look like as a young um, man? So we... Without giving yourself, you don't have to, you don't have to expose too much of yourself. No, but. no, we, we wouldn't so much cruise as we'd uh, end up in a parking lot. Gotcha. We wouldn't waste the gas. We'd use the gas to get there. Gas was a little higher when I was in high school than it was when you was in high school. Just a little bit. Um, and so we, we'd go hang out, and we'd end up end up starting something like that and ending up at, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for the most part, pretty much steered clear of trouble my whole childhood, um, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, which is good. And uh, I'm, I'm glad. I missed out on a lot, I feel like. Some of my, my friends, they did more than I did. But they don't have the kind of the testimony now of saying I missed out on a lot. Yeah, and here's my story. That's you know, no, I love that. It, it took me a while of growing up into a young man and uh, listening to all these other stories to all these other people. Yeah, and like I ain't, I ain't got a story. You know, I you know I you went, have a story, it's just not that. I went hung out, and you know, yeah. and I went home and went to bed because I wanted to go work the next day. Uh -huh. You know, to make money. Yeah. Now, were you doing this in high school? Were you working in high school? Um, I worked. So my dad had a company. Um, that I worked for in high school. Uh, I did do a little bit of welding. I did some stuff on the side. That was when I was infatuated with welding. Like, it was the coolest thing. It was uh -huh. gluing two pieces of metal together and making something exist that did not before you made it. And uh, so uh, I did some some work, and I, I got out of high school and went to Tulsa Welding School, uh, which is who actually taught me how to weld. Um, and to teach someone how to weld... Anybody listening that wants to learn how to weld, uh, get metal, get a welder, and do it over and 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 over again. And when you do it about 100 hours, then get a hold of somebody who does weld for a living and ask them what you need to do different. And then do that different thing for 100 hours. And then at the end of 200 hours, you're a pretty good welder. Um, it's just time. Yeah. Time, repetition, consistency. Um, it's you know, pretty much everything makes anything a success. Time and repetition and consistency. Uh, so I went to welding school, left there, and went to South Dakota. Uh, I was 18 years old, working on a job with 6,000 men uh, that you have to test into. Like, it's nuts. I have no idea how I lived through it. Um, and did that, lived that life, uh, building ethanol plants and power plants and working shutdowns. And 2005, I was home like 12 days the entire year. Uh, couldn't even, wasn't even old enough to drink. I barely old enough to vote on the road. Uh, Lord have mercy. My wife was in nursing school. Uh, we were just boyfriend girlfriend at the time. Uh, and then I came home uh, the end of '05 and got me a job in Oklahoma City and built a welding bed and made a contract uh, welding, building, drilling rigs. And uh, did that for a couple of years. And uh, once I started that, I don't know. It was a whole different level. I thought I was a different level. Um, really wasn't. Uh -huh. 
but uh it kind of opened the opened the door opened my eyes to the potential of what could be because i made a ton of money and i was doing all that industrial work but i was gone mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to navigate my way in this welding career industry as a career and you know those big jobs those big industrial jobs you're working seven twelves anyway you know a lot of them are seven thirteens a lot of them you're working 14 hours a day seven days a week yeah uh so you're working a ton you know 91 98 hours a week uh and 84 if you're working with a bunch of lazy people yeah and so i, I had that mindset like that's what i did and so i come home and i start this other stuff i'm like we only work 11 hours a day bunch of lazy people like it's still daylight out why are we not working <laughs> we know? should still be grinding no. right even though we put in 11 hours right yeah. it's nothing uh and so that that mentality um really helped me helped me create um a future mm-hmm. for for my family myself my wife my kids um, now that mentality also takes a toll yeah on the wife and the family and the kids, you know, when, when the man's role is to provide, um, you got to be real clear on what you're providing. Yeah. Providing a, a, a living hell for your family or you're providing the life that they want mm. and how much of you do they want from that life? Mm. If they want a lot of you, you're not providing anything. Yeah. You're not, you're not making their dreams come true by buying them stuff. I like the point that you make uh, that I think I hear you saying, you can tell me if I'm wrong, is like, it's really based on what your family wants. So, like, my kids may not require a lot of my time. Like, they're independent. They get out on their own. But then some kids are like, I want you at everything. I need yep. you to be a part of this thing. And it kind of depended on that based on how you're going to provide for the, your, your family, meaning your quality, your time with them or whatever the case right. is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But so, so many men, especially young men, believe that uh, provision is only monetary. Mm-hmm. It's only money. That time and memories don't equate to money, and 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 in reality, for most most people, time and memories and uh, experiences together equate for much more. You know, the much higher yeah. higher value than money. Yeah, um, it took me a long time to learn that. Yeah, um, but God turns everything into the good for those that love Him, called according to His purpose. Right. Yeah. So here I am. That comes to mind now. I'm with my kids. I take them to school every day. You know, me and my wife go have coffee after we drop the kids off at school and talk about our plans for the day. Where, where's y'all? Are y'all doing coffee at the house? Uh, we'll do coffee at the house. We'll do coffee at um, Starbucks, Rick's, Hoboken, anywhere. Just wherever. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, it's not about the place. It's about who you with. That's right. Right. And there's some a couple families in Coil that we we have coffee with once a week, so we'll, we'll hit them up. Um, and uh, you know, I mean. We get to we get to make plans. We get to it, it's just absolutely so insane to even to say it out loud. You know, you know the old saying: you know, say it out loud if you want to see if you really like it or not. To tell this story out loud is to just tell out loud of God's grace and goodness. Yeah. Because all the time I sacrificed away from my family, away from my kids, like I get that I get to make up for it. Most people don't. Most people don't get the opportunity to make up for it. They don't get the opportunity to take their kids to school every day, mm-hmm. pick them up from school every day if they want, um, and stuff like that. And here it's like everything has just been laid out so pretty for us. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's just the grace of God at work, you know, and and trying to trying to do His will and, and serve His people. Um, and and since the the mindset really, you know, the idea let's make money selling meat, let's ranch, let's raise cattle and hogs and sheep, and let's ranch, let's sell meat. When that went from a kind of a company mindset to a cause mindset. Let's raise God's creatures. Let's feed God's people. Um, it's kind of when everything shifted, mm. and it's like, oh, that's that's not that's not just make believe. Like that's real. Like let's do that. Yeah. Let's put effort into that. Let's put effort into moving the kingdom forward one piece of meat at a time. Yeah. And uh, so many people think it's stupid. Think it's crazy. Like oh, you. You this or you that. A lot of people are like, you try to sell your meat on the coattails of Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> that's what they say to you. Oh yeah. I'm like no, <laughs> I know Jesus. You need you need to know him too. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna give you this roast or this hamburger or this steak, and we're gonna tell you Jesus loves you. He loves you so much he's gonna give you this piece of meat. <laughs> Raise God's creatures. To, to feed, feed God's, God's people. people. That's right. Raise God's creatures, feed God's people. Sure. I love that. Yep. I love that. In 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 high school, we're gonna come back to because this raise God's creatures, feed God's people, that's in conjunction with Dunnigan Farm. Right. Which is what you do now. Right. Just kind of going back to middle school, high school, and hearing Got Through America. Um, what were some favorite moments? That that kind of stand out to you during those times that may have had an uh, impact on you. Uh, I hear that you may not have that. Uh, I won't. I won't say the normal high school life in the sense of like the party and all that. Maybe you went yeah. to parties, but you didn't partake in right. like what 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 happened to those kind of in those things. But I think it's important that people hear that. You know, I don't know how many middle school or high school students will hear this, but I think it's something important about telling the story. Like it's okay. That oh, you did, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. and so because I now I'm not saying I was that kid, yeah, but I understand that man. I wish like my kids now the way my, I'm watching my kids, grow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have. I would have made those kind of decisions, yeah. right? And so not that my kids are perfect, but uh, they definitely are not. And we all hope for that. That's right. We all hope, you know, whether we make good decisions or bad decisions, we hope our kids <laughs> they roll through it, making every decision. Perfect. Perfect. And that's how we hold Perfect. them too. Yeah. Like you should have done this. <laughs> I hit a mic. I didn't. Yeah. They exactly. don't know that. They wasn't around. No. So, um, give me some you fun know, or you know, moments. The uh, middle the, school, high school. The drive-in um, was happening place. Um, the Beacon Drive-in oh, Theater. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a bridge out west of town that had water underneath it. Oh. We may or may not have swam in a lot. Uh, now, which side of the Somebody was telling me, I'm assuming it's the same bridge, yeah. right? Somebody was saying you got to know which side to jump off of. Well, we only ever jumped off the south side. Um, <laughs> I think that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some there's some crazy stuff down there. Um, and no, do not do not do any of that. I say no. Bad bad decision. One of the few just bad decisions I made. I'm just telling my story. <laughs> so spent a lot of time out there. Um, man, in the summer we spent we fished. Uh, we rode around, goofed off, played ball. Played a lot of ball. We played. If you could play baseball, we was playing baseball. Um, if you couldn't play baseball, we was figuring out how to play baseball. We uh, play 
uh, Nintendo 64 or whatever baseball. Like, that's what we did. That's what we lived. Um, and, and football, you know. Uh, probably I'm trying to think anything that was real, real, real crazy. There wasn't a whole lot. Um, we did we did some tunnel exploration. Um, of course, a lot of kids did. Wait, I don't know time. what tunnel. What do you mean? The drainage tunnels <laughs> in Guthrie. Wait a second. I think this is the first time that uh, I've heard about the drainage tunnels. Drainage. Like, what were y'all yeah. doing in the tunnels? Like, how did you get down in we're, there? We're trying to figure out why they went so far. And uh, how come there wasn't any drains coming into them? Got you. Yeah. Um, well, the history of Guthrie is is steeped in, in folklore. Yeah. Uh, some of it's real, <laughs> and some of it's not. Uh, I'm going to let you all decide on that. You, you know? got to gotta venture out to find out which one's yeah. real, yeah. which one's not. But um, we're not encouraging it. No, nah, you can't even. In all honesty, where we were messing around, you can't even get in there no more. Okay. So they, they knew we were doing it, and they're like, we're, this needs to stop. You got to shut it down. Put an end on that deal. Yeah. Y'all right messed there. it up for future kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, I can remember one day we did in high school, and one of my bad decisions. So, my dad owned a business, and he was a roofing contractor and, and, and dealt with uh, this this roof coating. And uh, so, our junior year, we wanted to take the senior parking lot of the high school. You want to do what to it? We wanted we wanted the senior parking lot. Okay, like we were juniors, but we didn't care. Oh, gotcha, you, gotcha. You, we gotcha. we did not care, and so we took this roof coating, and we wrote all over the senior parking lot at the high school in this roof coating, and we convinced. <laughs> I don't know if he knows. Um, we convinced Mister Sykes <clears throat> that we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that the seniors did that to get back at us for something. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they all got in trouble. And we didn't. That is And hilarious. we 100% did it. <laughs> um, Mr. Sykes was y'all's principal? Yeah. Man, okay. Yeah, so his youngest son, Kyle, was also in our class. Um, and that may have helped. I don't think so because he was pretty hard on us. Yeah. I think he knew. He knew a lot more about what we were doing than we thought he did. Uh huh. Um, but he was a good, good principal. I mean, he had been around for you know a minute. Yeah, he you wasn't pulling anything no. on him. No. <laughs> we thought we were. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And and yeah. he held that he held that uh, esteemed um, tower look like well, like uh-huh. he could see right through us, and we thought we had one over on him, yeah. you know. And then he'd be like waiting for us, like, "How did you know?" Um, but no, um, didn't, didn't do a whole lot of crazy stuff. I was in ag in high school and we made this, uh, this was stupid. Um, tennis ball cannon. Oh, potato, potato cannon. Let's call it potato cannon. And it ended up being a great potato cannon once we got it off school property, but we had to try it before we took it. So what were were y'all shooting potatoes out of it or Uh, tennis ball? It was actually a tennis ball. Wow. Um, full of BBs. Oh. Oh, yeah. We should have went to jail. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It uh, it shot from the ag building over guess. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, up past the bus barn. 
over the practice so field. So y'all could just like see it. It's gone. <laughs> and you know, it sounded like a bomb went off. And it was outside, like right outside. And when it shot, it the pressure blew the, the cannon down and it slid all the way back inside and like chipped the concrete off from the flames burning up. Oh my goodness. It was gnarly. And uh, so we didn't die. We didn't go to jail. Good we did lie about what happened. Yeah. Um, but that kept us out of jail. Yeah. And all of our rings, all, all of our rings, all of our ears rang for about a month. Oh. So stupid. And Mr. Smith, now, I'm still fr- I'm, I'm friends with him. Yeah, I'm friends with him. But I need to call him and tell him we did that because he doesn't know, but he retired. He may get a kick out of it. They may go ahead and give him a heart attack. He was always <laughs> on the verge with us. With the, the seniors above the year older than us, um, there's a few of them. I, I will not name them. But with that class and us, he was always on the verge of a full heart attack. Yeah. Like he's gonna, his heart's going to stop. It's just going to explode out of his chest and he's going to die. Yeah. Um, we kept him on his toes. Um, yeah. Stupid. That's just good. just th- being a stupid kid. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, there's there there's been times where I I have betrayed Guthrie. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the times. Uh, a couple of them, yeah. yeah. But Guthrie's never betrayed me. Yeah. And you know, looking back on it, like there's there's part of me that wants to see Guthrie grow going forward, and especially being a what you would call, I guess, a merchant. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we want people. Yeah. You got to have people to sell something yeah. to, right? Um. And you know, Guthrie has you know quite a few people. We have a lot of customers that live in Guthrie. But I think, um, by and large, the idea is to grow Guthrie. But what scares me about that is when's Guthrie America not going to be Guthrie America anymore? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was kind of alluded to, there's so many towns that have been washed out and repurposed. Yeah. And Guthrie hasn't yet. Yeah. Uh, Jim Smith says, well, it's the same, you know, now as it was in 1950. Yeah. Well, that was 72 years ago. Yeah. Like, when I'm 72, I want it to be the same as it is now, but without a little bit of progression, yeah. it's gonna die. Yeah. And uh, so there's there's a there's a fine line or, or a gray area, or a, you know we we gotta toe that line and, and move it, but uh-huh. not at the not risking it, you know, being replaced. Gotcha. So and you know, maybe maybe it'll happen in its own time. Yeah. In its own way. Let's let's go back. Like we got to get to, we have to get to your wife. Yeah. Because uh, she was around when you were growing up. Oh yeah. And just kind of tell tell us that interaction. What what has that looked like up until today? So a, cr- a crazy story. Our grandparents went to high school together. Get out of here. Our dads went to high school together. Okay. And her and I went to high school together. Um. And we graduated together. She graduated largely on account of my ability to write her papers. Um, she's not here to defend herself, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna send it. We'll have her on. I'm gonna send it. We'll have, uh, have her on. Nah, that made me nervous. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we we are high school sweethearts. We started dating our freshman year. Originally, the first time started dating. Um, now that would have been eighth grade if it had been up to me. I kind of had a well, I had a crush on her. I don't know why. She did not like me. She claimed, still to this day, like, I hated you in the eighth grade. I'm like, I tell her she didn't. She secretly loved me. She just didn't know it yet. And uh, so anyway, we, both in honor choir, 
and neither one of us could sing. So I don't know why we were in honor choir. Well, when when you told me that earlier, I was yeah. like, oh, but no, I can't s- sing. No, you can't. No, sing. I can. I can play the piano a little bit. I can play the drums, and I can auctioneer, but I cannot sing. Okay. Um. So you can do that. I mean, is that what you mean by auctioneer? Yeah. yeah. Do, okay. Yeah. So, but, so the next time it's I called, it's called a bid call. A bid yeah. call. Okay. Bid call. Okay, because people are asking me to do that because they think because I'm outgoing and I MC events. I'm like, no, I'm not a so auctioneer. The, the idea in in a bid call is you have to count. You have to you have to talk really fast and you can say whatever filler words you want to say. Um, um, but you have to count and then you have to do the math. And so when you see a bid, you have to do the math of what you're asking for. So it it it's much more of a math deal than yeah. it is than it is a talking or being out, outgoing. But I really, really enjoy it. It's fun, um, and a lot of people pay a lot of money for something that they shouldn't. For you, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You talking yeah. about people paying for yeah. the stuff? Pri- that you're pri- price discovery. Uh-huh. You know that when the emotional um, strings are getting pulled because I want this water hose. This eight dollars, brand new, and I'm fitting to pay thirty five dollars <laughs> for it because I'm in a bidding war. Because uh, I didn't get caught up. Yeah, caught up in my emotions. Yeah, you know, and uh, and then I'm sitting there, I'm like. It's one more dollar. You're, you're already you already could have bought four of these. Just go ahead and do the one. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. So it's super fun. But uh. So we we have this uh, babes in Toyland program or play, and the honor choir teacher is like, we need we need these props. So bring some stuffed animals. Bring um, you know, curtains or old sheets or pillowcases or whatever. So all these kids bring us stuff. So Heather shows up with this gorilla, that she won. Or I don't know where she got it. To this day, I don't know where she got it. But it's like a gorilla stuffed gorilla, and so this gorilla sits in the same spot during all the play practices and during the play. And uh, like, all right, the play's over. Take your stuff home. So she grabs her gorilla while I take it from her, and she's like, "Give me my gorilla." I'm like, "No, I'm taking it with me." She's like, "Well, I want it back." I'm like, "Well, you have to come over and get it." Like, I'm not coming to your house to get my gorilla. I'm like, "Well, that's fine. I'm gonna keep it then." And that's kind of how the eighth grade ended. <laughs> okay. Like, she wanted the gorilla. I said no. And so I took it. And uh, she told her parents, and my mother and father in law are great people, some of my best friends. And they look at, they talk about it now. I'm like, we knew you were weird. Like, why are you going to steal a gorilla? Because like, I wanted something that was hers. Like, I just wanted, I wanted that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe a little possessive. I'm not sure. Um, so we started dating our freshman year. Uh, and yeah, so uh, 22 years we've been together dating wise since we started dating. We broke up a couple times in high school, as kids will do. But uh, been married um, this shy 15 years. This March will be 15 years. Seems crazy. Uh, How old were you when you got married? Uh, 22. Okay. 23, 22. Yeah. Do you remember how you asked her? Because you like no, I I remember it's terrible. Yeah, so like you, when you high school sweethearts dated to you twenty two. Well, I went like on the, you already know you get married. Do, I went trying to surprise her. I went on the road working. Okay, and uh, she was in nursing school, and both of us were kind of like, we need to do we need to do this, you know, before we don't. Yeah. And uh, so we gone. You know, it's home like twelve days, two thousand five. We made it through all that. Long distance dating relationship. She's in college. I'm all over the planet, uh, working lots of hours. You know, stacking up cash, spending on stuff I did not need. 
Um, but anyway, it got us to here. So we made it through that. And I come home and I'm looking for a place to stay because I had been living in an RV. And uh, so I parked the RV at her parents' house and we find a place over here. Um, the chapels were kind enough to, like, hey, go put it over there until the city code enforcers like you can't do that no more. That's really how we ended up where we are. So we're we're getting kicked out of the RV park. Okay. And uh, and CR was like, well, I'm fixing to move. I'm selling this. I'm like, well, we're gonna go ahead and buy it. <laughs> you know. And of course, we needed a mortgage and young people, and they were like, you got to have all this money down. I'm like, that's no problem. He's like, okay. Uh, so anyway, um. I go to work. She goes to nursing school. We come home, and I come home, and we get this place, and we're living together, and probably shouldn't have been because we weren't married, but we were. So I get this job, and I go buy this ring, <clears throat> and she kind of picked the ring out, kind of didn't, and so I lay away this dude, right? Because I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping what she's gonna fix like over here, like here's like the the cheapest ring cost all uh-huh. the way around to like yeah. Lots. Uh-huh. She's like, let's just start here. <laughs> and she didn't make it very far. <laughs> She's like, I want that one. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, are you serious? Of course, the provider, I'm like, yeah, it's no, it's no problem, baby. Yeah. I'll get that. And uh, I'm talking to the lady. I'm like, how long can I have this on layaway? She's like, as long as you need. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we get that, that process started. And uh, I finally get this ring paid off, right? And so I got it, and I'm so excited that I have this. I, I've got this deal planned where, like, going to take her to a baseball game and going to do this, going to do this, going to do this, going to do this. And it just, it literally, figuratively burned a hole in my pocket. And uh, she walks in the bedroom one day, I'm like, on my knees, I'm like, will you marry me? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you don't seem very excited. And she's like, I thought I'd get a cooler proposal. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so anyway, yeah, it sucked. It was terrible. And uh, so fast forward to 2016 or 17, I guess it was, we're on this cruise ship. and Because I never bought her a wedding ring. Uh huh. The engagement ring cost so much money. I was so oh, mad about stuck. it. I'm stuck. like, that's all you're getting. You that know, that's bold. it. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Like you can cut that in half if you want to. And uh, so I get her this uh, actual wedding ring, actual wedding band, and it's the one that she wanted from back then. Oh, like I remembered, and I'm like I need this, I need this. And so secretly got it paid for, and my we're going on this cruise with my cousin, and. Uh, so I, I left the jewelry store and I went to UPS store and I shipped it to my cousin in New York, insured. I said, y'all bring this because I botched the the uh, proposal. Uh-huh. Right. So we're doing one of the formal dinners on the cruise and I stand up to make a toast. I'm in a suit and tails and tie and uh, I start talking and she's like, I'm waiting on her to like tear up. Nothing. I'm like, all right, I screwed that one up too. I still ain't got it right. Um, she was happy, happy to get it. Yeah. Uh, she was happy to get it, but I, I don't know. My delivery of that stuff is just terrible. That is I'll, I'll get it right one of these days. Yeah, that's. Cool. I, was, I think that's what she's waiting on. She's like, I'm just gonna keep. <laughs> I'm gonna keep playing this off, and he'll keep buying me stuff. So 15 and, uh, years in, yeah, been married. 
both from Guthrie. Yeah. I'm gonna go through a few events and you just kinda tell me yeah. like what comes to your mind, if there's a cool story around or anything like that, okay? Yeah. Um Christmas Victorian mm-hmm. Walk. They used to sell peanuts. Um so my grandpa was the uh, I don't know if you call him a chairman of gov he was the governor of it, he was the chairman, something or other. A couple things. <laughs> him and I, Doug Hain is his name, uh, for, former city councilman as well. Um, we changed every single light bulb in every single Christmas light strand, uh, all the streets in the downtown area. Oh my! When whatever like, like whenever like two or three all, years in a row. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When they were all on the building and yep. everything. Yeah. So the ones that were out, you would go through and fix them. We go through and change them. Wow. Uh, for like three years in a row, we done that, and it took six weeks. Of you, we couldn't do it, you know, just nonstop. Yeah. Took a couple, maybe not six weeks, a couple weeks of doing that before the Victorian walk. But we dress up in. Uh, the 1920s hats and and clothes and a little wooden box with a a uh, strap that went around your neck and a bag of half a pound of peanuts and we'd walk around and sell peanuts. Did you scoop them or were they bagged up? I was bagged up. Got you. Got you. Yep. We did also steal a bunch of uh, the chrome valve cover. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That for whatever reason, whoever <laughs> the peanut selling deal. We were graded off of how many of those chrome valve cover caps we came back with, not how many peanuts we sold. Isn't that terrible? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is hilarious. So anyway, I no longer steal those. I was like 11, just for the record. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what we were thinking. That was stupid. That's funny. But no, the Victorian Christmas walk downtown has just been something I look forward to every year. That's good. I love it. That's good. 89 is Parade. Okay. Um, so we're... Um, the Golden Age added on a couple of years ago. They basically took that parking lot between them and Ash Street Place. That was our spot, right across the library. Got you. We'd park a truck up there like Tuesday. I mean, basically before the carnival started, we'd have a truck sitting there where we was going to have <laughs> sit at for the parade. And we'd go up there Saturday morning. It didn't matter how far we walked. We had lawn chairs. We had water in the truck. We'd sit in the back of the pickup and watch the parade. The Guthrie 89ers Day Parade and Carnival is the culmination of the best small town event you can even imagine. When you watch stuff on TV, you watch these summer socials and everybody's excited and happy and there's some baseball game or something. Like All of that sounds cool and looks cool. And and Hollywood tries tries to recreate in movies what we experience every year yeah. with the 89ers Day Parade and Carnival. Like, there is nothing beyond... There's nothing beyond it. Yeah. Uh, as far as a, a real-life small-town experience. There's just nothing. Yeah. You sit, you watch the carnival. Um, a lot of people say, well, it's the same stuff every year. Well, and it needs to be. Yeah. Like, it's a tradition. <laughs> a tradition's the same stuff. It's different people popping willies on those three-wheelers. It may be the same three-wheelers. <laughs> But to finish all that up with going down to the carnival, you know, going down to yep. the vendors to eat, you know, you know, when they go into play, it's just there's there's nothing like it. And if everybody that has came has has came and experienced it for the first time, they come back, even mm-hmm. if they're not from Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Like it is incredibly um huge as far as Experiencing all of Guthrie in one day. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. 
like you know, and you you think about that, and you think about like before the high school football games, yeah. all the tailgating that goes on outside. You know, it's kind of like the same type deal. Mm-hmm. The Victorian Christmas walk. There's parts of that that are kind of like, you know, they pull on some of those same strings. But the 89ers Day Parade and Carnival is everything in one day. Yeah, like it's all of it. It's a combination for the most part. You just drive around town, and there's people. Family reunions. You just everybody's coming together. So good. So you get good. you get the, the sidewalks and streets cleaned. You get new paint. Like it's it's such it's something that's so exciting to look yeah. forward to. When you see the street sweeper and you see them painting the, sh- yeah. the the lines in the street, you know it's like you get a lighter spirit. You're like, yeah, the eighty nine ers this weekend. You know, it's like come on with it. You know, and everybody looks forward to it. You know, a couple stray dogs and some stabbings recently. Terrible. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. But. Yeah. Um, it's still not going to kill it. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're dealing with humans. You know, any so. Anytime you're going to deal, anytime you're going to do any dealings with humans, yeah. you're guaranteed there's a good chance of failure. Yeah, something's going to happen. Um, yeah. Bluegrass Festival. Also awesome. Um, I remember as a kid, I, and I wish they'd do it again, um, and I don't remember why they did this a couple years. It may have rained too much, but at Delsma Stadium was the kind of the, the final stage of uh, the coolest. I, I think Willie Nelson came one year yeah. and played at Jelsma Stadium. Um, Wait, they used to have Bluegrass Festival? Je- Jelsma I had a couple of the shows there, yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so that was crazy. That's um, cool. Yeah, they should do that again. I think it, it was yeah. tight. Yeah, um, that would be really, really yeah. cool. But the Bluegrass Festival is incredible. Um, and if you've never experienced it, even if you don't like bluegrass, I kind of do. I just like the musical creation side of it more than I like the, you know, the type of music. Yeah. But you see these guys and gals, and they'll sit down, and one of them will play a tune, and then another one will play a tune. And before you know it, there's 35 people playing in one song that they're creating as they go. Yeah. And they call it jamming or, or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's insane. Yeah. Like the, the musical prowess is is um, needs to be acknowledged. Yeah. And the biggest problem with that, there's a few young people. But one of the biggest problems is they're all little old people. Yeah. So who's going to carry that on? Yeah. You know, well, and I feel that same way about some things in Guthrie. It's like just the younger people don't get involved. Like the, the tradition of whatever that may be, like it doesn't get carried on if we don't have people. No, the, tra- ers, the tradition you know? of what it was will be only what it yeah, was. Yeah, what it was. Not what it what it, what it is, and, and you know some of that's just part of life too. Like things just well, kind of end, and you just kind of hold on to the story. Well, if eighty nine are in, eighty nine ers in, I mean we're gonna be having some problems. We <laughs> <laughs> we had to get some young people in there to start, uh, and I'm the, no longer young. Well, so. I think I think my generation and your generation. I mean, uh, I think there. I think before long there'll be room for us. I think right now there's some some some. Uh, some older, yeah, older traditionalists that yeah. um, are kind of hesitant to let go of some reins, yeah. uh, in fear of us destroying what they I was created. Say, rightly so, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rightly so. No, hundred percent. They're like, I'm not letting these yahoos ruin all this. <laughs> ruin the tradition. But, but uh, I think, I think, we, I think the Guthrie-minded people. I yeah. think there's enough of us yeah. that really and truly have Guthrie's best interest at heart. Yeah. That we can do a good job. And I think sure. I think when the time comes for us to step up and be there, we'll be ready, yeah. and they'll be ready to let us yeah. 
you know, I just hope I just hope it's before they're all dead, so we can ask them stuff. Uh, uh, home, Guthrie Homecoming. Oh man, uh, probably one of the worst times of the year for high school students because they get out half the day. <laughs> There's too much um, time that's unaccounted for, <laughs> and uh, now there are those who make good choices. There are those. There are those who choose otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but the homecoming parade is fun. Um, homecoming game is fun. Yeah. I mean, when you think about small town America get, getting hyped about some high school football, that's it. It don't get no bigger. Yeah, than don't here. get it. They don't get no bigger that. than here. It get um, you know, and I didn't know that. And now I say this probably every podcast, but I did not recognize like that's not a thing everywhere. So I didn't either. Um, growing up here. Like I thought, yeah. Every single town City of, got oh, this yeah, high every about town. everything, and they they don't. No, uh-uh. like Edmund Memorial's having homecoming game tonight, and you drive by and count one hundred nine people in the stands. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, they didn't shut the town down. That's for right. This? That's right. They didn't shut down the streets. <laughs> like and, the post office didn't close early uh, for homecoming. Yeah. Like, this is weird. No, yeah. no, I'm right there with you. I thought everybody was like I that. I thought and, everybody until I started talking to people, and they're not. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Redbrick Knights. Redbrick Knights is a um, beautiful idea. Uh, it's necessary. It's needed. And I think Calvin, uh, I can't think of his last name. Stupid me. Fireworks are popping, hitting his fireworks. Yeah. Um, I think, isn't that the start of the Redbrick Knights series? Uh, or the second? No, it, it's, it's the first it's or the second? It's the third? Uh, yeah, May, June, through July. Okay. Well, man, you want to talk about a yeah. a small town sock hop that yeah. just doesn't get any better. Yeah. Um, they got food trucks, they got vendors, they got drinks, they got fireworks, they got live music, a lot of good local live music. Yeah. Um, so if you've ever thought, like just been driving around, be like, man, it'd be so cool if they shut this street down. They bring all this stuff here, and we just hang out on this beautiful evening. Well, that's what Red Brick Nights is. Yeah. I mean. You can bring a couch. You can do whatever. Why? Why is? Why is it new? You know, I mean, when I say new, in five years. Yeah. Why? Why, why hadn't this happened? Why hadn't this yeah. been going on since the eighties? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's such a, such a great idea. Yeah. And what it does to bring the community together. Yeah. Is just insane. You know, because you see people, especially in the summer. You know, school's out. A lot, a lot of hermits. You're like, yeah, I'll see them next year, next <laughs> school year, whatever. And like, no. Take your butt off your couch and go be a part of society. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like you always sit around and be like, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, because you're never go anywhere. Like go talk to people. Yeah. And then like my, my wife, she's like, I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, which isn't true. She just, I'm more of a people person no, than I, she is. I know. I live, I live in the same world. Yeah. So I so, understand that. Uh, That's cool. Um, but she can not people. A lot better than I can people sometimes. I'm like, I don't know how she does it. She can not people. She can not people better than I can people. <laughs> like she can not be wanting to talk to someone and that person be like, I'm so thankful I got to talk to you. And I want to talk to that person and be like, leave me alone. I want to talk to her. I'm like, she doesn't even like you. I live in the same like, what are you world. talking about? I live in the like, same world. Her, her so gifts true. are just amazing. It, people and I, like, I don't know how it works. My wife, they're like, I love your wife. I was like, okay. I mean, not, she's just not a people person. So yeah. Like that like where we yep. may go out. Like I'm getting hired to go to this place. I want to. Yeah. Be, I want to be 
Jared. Like me, five, me and you will be long. dealing with the '89er yeah. stuff in yeah. 15 years from now, and our wives will be like, "Did you guys have a good '89ers yeah, that's meeting?" Right. That's right. It's like, yeah, you weren't there. I'm like, yeah, I ain't gonna be there next uh, week either. And then I end up pulling her in somehow, and she's like, "This is all because of you." Yeah, you know? I told you I didn't want to do yeah. this, and here we are doing it. We're we'll packaging deal. We'll yeah, package that's right. Deal. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's the deal. I mean, we are one flesh. Yeah, that's and so right. With like even her not being here today, it's only half of. I'm only half here. Yeah, uh, we'll bring her so we can get the other half because that's well, where the know. real story. You know, you think we can get her in here? Oh yeah, yeah. She'll I mean, come. if yeah, you if you send her a message, she'll come. If I say something <laughs> to her, she'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, so funny though is she would she she would enjoy it. Yes, she just won't admit to it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, tell me um, one of your favorite Guthrie America moments. One of my favorite Guthrie America moments. Like, what's that thing that you feel like, man, this is the story that's going to let people know just how awesome this place is? Well, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, we lost a couple really good men, young men. And we had a uh, prayer vigil at the park. Did you see how many people showed up to that? No, I did not. A ton of people. Wow. Just to show up. And the families of the people weren't even, I mean, they they knew it was going to be there. They wouldn't like they was invited. They had to be there. But the community showed up for these people. Yeah. The community. And even, I talked to some people, like, I don't know. I don't know who these people were that passed away. But this is my community. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to stand up and I'm going to hold up these people. Um, so that's one thing that's huge, um, about Guthrie, you know, one thing about, about Guthrie football, um, that I think is so cool for the most part, we're a pretty good football team. Yeah. What I think makes, and, 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 you know, it's not necessarily just the football, it's the, the parents of these kids, Mm. um, when we bring someone to our town, if if they beat us in football, one thing that makes Guthrie stand out to me, like Bishop McGinnis, for instance, that was a hard-fought game. We lost. They were respectful. We were respectful. Um, you can come to Guthrie and get beat or beat us, and they're going to treat you the same regardless. Yeah. Like um, the support of, of the uh, – of the school sports is just second to none. Yeah. Like, like, and like you said, you, you thought it was like that everywhere. I did too. Yeah. It ain't. No. Um, and I don't think it, I don't think it needs to be glanced over. I think it needs to be celebrated. Cause there's a lot of kids and a lot of sports and a lot of towns that, that don't have that. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe if they came here and they had this type of infrastructure supporting them, they could go, go further. For sure. Them. For sure. Um, I, I, I love to watch the community. Um, come around and together uh, in a selfless way. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, everything you've talked about, the um, parade, the Victorian Waltz, Red Brick Nights, um, the stuff at the park the other night was just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's to gain nothing for that yeah. person. But just to be there physically, emotionally, for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What does Choose Guthrie mean to you? Well, to me, 
And I I will acknowledge that it probably means something different to other people. Yeah. Um, choose Guthrie to me means honor the traditions that were created by those before us. Um, lend value um, to those traditions um, in a way that would honor those that we're going to leave it to. Jace, I, I deeply appreciate you uh, being willing to spend time with us. Uh, give us, again, how people can find you. Uh, I'm going to bring you back on so we can talk Dunnigan Farm and business and marketing uh, for the Hedy Coleman podcast. It's a different podcast that, yeah. that I do. Definitely. We'll, we'll, get, I, we'll get Heather in for with that one. Yeah, yeah. That'll be more her forte. I think we could all three sit down, yeah. and I'd love to do that uh, – Sooner than later, as we go into the, the, the new year, yeah. just for people who are thinking about business and marketing and things like that, yep. um, I think that would be great. Waiting for the right time to start a business yeah. is never going to come by. It's never. You just got to start it. <laughs> it's like having just, children. Just go. Not, yeah, just go. <laughs> just go for it. So we're, we're going to do that um, because there, there's so much. But before we end, I'd love for you just to talk about two things, your your event that you all have yep. as, as as a business and the why behind that. And then I think you should share um, just the quick version of your testimony as far as how you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Because that, that, that's a big deal. And I think uh, Get Through America is about, this podcast is about people's stories. Yep. That's a big part of your story. That's so, a huge part of my yeah. story. So if you if you, if you you close us out with those two, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so we... My wife and I own Dunnigan Farms, um, dunniganfarms.com, uh, socials, dunnigan-farms, or, or dunnigan under, underscore farms on, on everything. Um, so our farm day is a, is a gathering. Um, we put on free, free family fun. Um, so kind of our mission statement is loving God and meeting people where they are. Um, but it's using God's creatures to feed God's people. And uh, so we, we have spent a ton of money to have all this stuff out there. And this past spring, spring of 22, we had a little over 5,000 people show up in seven hours. Um, we fed like 4,200 people. Didn't cost anybody anything. Um, if you wanted to spend money, you could, but you could come eat and have fun for free, um, 100% free. And that was what we wanted to do. Um, that's, how, that's why we do it. Um, there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of opportunities to do certain things. Those people get um, taken out of consideration a lot, and uh, those people matter, right? Those people yeah. breathe air. Those people have kids that are gonna change the world, and uh, so we want to we want to make sure that they know that they're loved and that they're accepted. And uh, so I I was kind of raised in church. A lot of people, some people know this about me, some people don't. I was raised raised kind of in church and got baptized. At, First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ over there on Noble, and that was a that was a transaction. That wasn't a transition. Mm-hmm. That was my first dunk, um, and I'm a big believer in two or three or four <laughs> if it takes it. Uh, but uh, he's so talking about baptism. Talking about baptism, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew up, and I did I did uh, make a lot of the right decisions as a kid, as a young man. I'd made a few wrong ones, but. Um, my my good ones outweighed my bad ones, and uh, so then you know, like I was saying earlier, I worked a lot, I made a lot of money, 
I worked hard. I could create. Um, I thought way too highly of myself. So one of the biggest decisions that I made that was the most poor was saying to God, you know, if you're a God, I don't need you. I'm going to go do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a Calvinist at all. I do not believe that predestination of the elect is the elect and that is all who are going but i also can't argue with the fact that he let me make that decision to get my headspace filled with all this stuff that he can now use to talk to a certain type of person who denounces the existence of god and and really hangs on to the atheistic um, worldview and so i i i want to be an atheist (laughs) it sounds so stupid now uh it's beautiful because it's he used me. He uses me now because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He works everything together for the good yeah. of those who love him, called him according to his purpose. He, I'm like, hey, yo, Dad, I'm going to go be an atheist. He's like, all right, go get studied up. Remember that. Yeah. Because when you come back over here, you're going to be talking to those same people yeah. that you're arguing about now. Yeah. And uh, like, now. And here it is, um, full culmination of that. But uh, so he brought me back around, you know, in the in the in the never-ending uh, search for truth, uh, and what that is, and the the reading of the of the thinkers, and uh, just acknowledging that a lot of the thinkers yeah. and their lives as as proof of search of truth, and and how many of them ended their lives when uh, the 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 act of doubting. Um, is so funny, and then you doubt that you're doubting, yeah. and then you you doubt that you're doubting properly, and so are you. What are you doing? Um, it, you know, it just pontificates itself down so many different spiral staircases, um, and that's the goal of the enemy. He's like, I'm going to take everybody, and I'm going to use whatever tendencies they naturally have to doubt, and I'm going to I'm going to blow those up. Yeah. I'm going to make them so big they can't avoid them. They're going to have to investigate them. They're going to have to find out. And hopefully they die while they're finding out. They, they hopefully they die physical death before they get back to the Lord. Yeah. And uh, thank God I made it. <coughs> but I love getting the opportunity to share Jesus. Um, I, evangelism is kind of my drive, uh, just to get to share Jesus with people. Mm. Um, the hardest part of that is loving people like Jesus did. Mm. Uh, but it's so beautiful. Mm. Um, he has no reason to love me mm-hmm. no more than he does to love you and he does and he loves he loves this uh that new song gyra mm-hmm. from maverick city music yeah um i think the first words of it i will never be more loved than i am right now yeah. and the whole moral of that song is you are enough yeah and and the level of worship, the level of wholesome, naked worship in that is to say, I will never be more loved than I am right now. And you are enough. Yeah. Like, it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so deep. It's so complex. But if I wouldn't have, went have been an atheist, I'd have had no appreciation for that. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the second dunking, uh, that's, that's what started the transition. I look at a lot of baptisms, and thank the Lord I get to baptize a lot of people. Um, and I pray about every one of them, Lord, let this be a transition, not a transaction. 
because I've I've, been, I've received both of them. Yeah. Uh, the latter, uh, the the trans the 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 transition is much better than the transaction. The transaction is I go get wet and I get this little certificate with my name on it. Yeah. You know, it's like I do this, you give me this. Yeah. The the transition is a I'm gonna lay my life down. Yeah. Here in this baptistry, and I'm gonna do it every day henceforth. Yeah. Until he returns or calls me home. I've kind of get fired up right now thinking about it. But, uh, <laughs> it uh, that is that is why we exist is to share the love of Jesus Christ. Um, he's equipped my wife and I with different gifts, different people um, that we can each share with and share to and, and, and relate with. Um, and everybody eats. Yeah. So how many people do we get to talk to, and they yeah. come to buy food a lot? Like, did you know? Jesus died for you. Oh, where are you going when you leave here? Yeah. You're going home. Now, what about when you leave here? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, yeah, there we go. Where you, where you going? Well, I don't know. I guess it's back into the ground. All right. So that's where you want to be. You know, just try to try to subtly open doors to to share. Uh, and which which has helped. It's, it's been so great. And watch him work in our in our ministry, our business. Yeah. Um, um, is just so beautiful. Brings people in and changes their lives, and we get to witness. A lot of times, it has nothing to do with us. Yeah, like we're just a conduit. Yeah, and they're there. Somebody else is there. Life changing. Something happens, and we're like, Hallelujah! Yeah. You know, like it's just so awesome. We don't deserve any of this stuff. None of it, and none of it matters. None of this life here matters really. It's just a man. But we're gonna be here. We're gonna be about the Father's work, and uh, that's number one goal every day: share Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, Jace Dunnigan. Jace, thank you so much for being willing to share your story with us. Absolutely. And uh, one more time, where people find you on social? Well, Facebook is just uh, Dunnigan Dash Farms, Dunnigan Hyphen Farms. Um, Instagram and TikTok is Dunnigan underscore Farms. I said that wrong. Instagram and YouTube, Dunnigan underscore Farms. TikTok is just at Dunnigan Farms. No hyphen, no underscore. Uh, and that's where we're at on social. Uh, website is dunnigan-farms.com. Got you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hitting that play button again for the Guthrie America podcast. We're on the mission to have every story told of the fabulous people who do life here and who are from here. Will yours be next?